Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of Verbal Garbage. Today, uh, boy, you guys don't know the lengths I had to go to get this guy on. And uh, we're graced back with the presence of Sharif. And today we got uh, a little bit of a little bit of NBA talk I'd like to do and then some current events, if you don't mind. I think that'd be a little bit fun. So uh, I don't know. I guess the most recent thing I can think of is this morning. Did you see the news about John ja Morant? <laughs> Well, first thing I want to step in and defend myself here about that uh, going uh, lengths to get me on. Right. Uh, I think there's been a couple months here where I've uh, had some scheduled times that never were followed through by the podcast host, but I understand. Guys, yeah, so let's I... get to NBA talk. All right, we'll let you have the floor. John Moran, oh. did you see it? Oh, yeah. He was caught, you know... Uh... And actually, I don't mean to divert, but this is kind of a podcast related and life related. My last episode, I talked about, you know, the the crazy customer that flashed a pistol at me and my boss went in and repoed his toolbox on t- Thursday. Um, I was getting in my car this morning and I got about seven text messages from him. I would say pretty threatening in nature. So uh, we'll see how long verbal garbage is going to be around or if he's all talk guys, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> just related, John Morant flashes gun. For you, those of you who don't know, John Morant's a big uh, superstar basketball player on the Memphis Grizzlies who are certainly in contention this year to win it all. Wouldn't you say, Reef? The whole NBA is pretty wide open. I mean, on paper they are, I guess. But, I don't you know, think they actually got, have a chance. They got their number one guy just constantly, you know, beating up kids and having his goons point laser-pointed guns at guys. And now he's in a club dancing with a pistol, so – you know, we don't need to focus just on him, but I just want to get your thoughts kind of on the East and the West landscape. You know, we're taping this on a Saturday. Sixers got another big game tonight. They're on a big, uh, tough little road trip right now. Milwaukee Bucks are playing. So start with the East or the West, wherever you want to go. Well, on John Moran quickly, um, Please. this is America, you know. Nothing wrong with having your little gun in your little picture, you know. Unless you're a Latin king threatening your tool, man. But I think the biggest problem – was the fact that he's in a strip club with a bunch of guys with the shirt off dancing around in the dark. These are the details that, you know. Really weird stuff, you know. Just maybe like, it's just what team are you trying to, I, maybe, I, I think maybe he's like, quote unquote, responding to the trolls, like giving in to the trolls by doing that kind of video. But it's like, dude, that's not cool. Like, no one thinks that's funny or cute. Yeah, we'd have to get with Officer Buck on that one. But I don't know if carrying a, a gun in a strip club is legal. And I would I would guess that it's not. Yeah, I don't know. It's just he's a clown. What do you what are your take on just these 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 players, these athletes that just I don't know. I haven't really seen one like John Moran in a while that's really trying to affiliate himself with some kind of lifestyle when he's already made it and you know No, yeah, it's crazy because like there's been guys who have been in the NBA who like really like came from a tough lifestyle. I want to give like Allen Iverson as an example. Right. He came from a tough upbringing. I don't think he's the greatest person, but like he's always tried to like publicly do better. You know, like publicly try to be a good influence, try to be a good role model. Even though maybe in the background we don't know if he's doing that, whatever. John Morant seems so focused on like proving that like he's some like dude. You're you were a you went to a small college. You were the second pick in the draft, and you're an NBA superstar. Like you have you made it. You made it. Like against all the odds, he's got a dad supporting him at every game. Like he's got his family loves him. He he was in a nice family growing up. Like I just don't understand like what like what he's going for, you know. And I think like 
I think it's, this is a problem with like a lot of people in the NBA. And I said this about Ben Simmons. It's like, who are you surrounding yourself with? Because right. who are these people that are, are allowing you to do this stuff? I'm not saying, yo, man, like, this isn't cool. Like, this is not a good look. Like, we have, you have a Nike contract. You have an NBA contract. You're going to get a $500 million NBA contract probably when the CBA is up. Like, you are in such a good position for generational wealth for your family and their families and their families and for years and years to come. And you're trying to mess it up by trying to be cool on Instagram for likes and retweets, you know? And especially now with like the kids growing up, all they do is go on their phones and look at these athletes to emulate. And he's got such a large following with the younger generation. And yeah, I've already seen, you know, I had one of my current events was, you know, one of these kids beating up and pretty much knocking his teacher out unconscious because she stole his Nintendo switch. And, you know, you're, you're hard pressed to meet a bigger Nintendo fan than me, but growing up, you know, I couldn't imagine ever putting my hands on a teacher and you and I well know that I was in the perfect opportunity to do that <laughs> when, uh, you know, Sharif and I were in, in middle school when I was younger and, you know, I took a little, uh, a little bit of gulp of, uh, the party size wine punch and I got cornered in the bathroom by a large homosexual teacher and the thoughts were running through my brain. I didn't know if it was defense mode or what, and, but to strike a teacher, I can never even fathom that. And I, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's a weird world we live in. I mean, obviously, I think things are way worse because of cameras. I think cameras show us a lot more of that stuff yep. that's already happening, for sure. But it does seem to th- like be like things have gotten worse. And I don't know. I don't know. So, well, we can let's let's at least stick with the the Western Conference now that we're talking okay. Grizzlies. We're doing John Morant. We got yeah. the Warriors with you know Steph Curry's as his injuries lingering. Is you know what I mean? Like. Clay Thompson returning maybe to old form. You got the Pelicans. I don't know what's going on with Zion. The Lakers may be looming. What are your thoughts on the West? Kyrie and Luca. Well, so right now, I just like it's hard for me to not see the path where the Warriors get back once oh. Death gets healthy because Clay looks awesome. Like he looks like the best he's ever looked, maybe right now. Like he's playing out of his mind. Um, Jordan Poole seems to be getting a lot better with his defense, his shot selection. Um, Draymond, he's Draymond. Like he's going to have his games where he's horrible and unplayable, but some games he's just going to shine and be one of the best players on the court. It's yeah. very frustrating to watch. Higgins hasn't really played for them that much this year, and they're still up there. So I think they're the team to beat. Um, yeah. Denver, I watched them play Memphis last night. Denver's awesome. I just worry about their bench in the playoffs a little bit because they don't really have any scoring off their bench. Should have never got rid of Bones Highland. Well, but I think I don't think that's really the problem. No, He's not a very kidding. good player to me. But I think like Michael Porter is just so inconsistent. I think it's going to kill them. Yeah. He just he he offers nothing like some nights, and some nights he just offers great shooting. Like what else are you offering on the court besides that? Well, I figured you just brought up Denver and it'd be kind of a nice little quick transition to, you know, I'm sure you're hearing a lot of like the Westbrook and Jokic talk the last couple of days. Rolling your um, eyes for the, the listeners only for none of you, uh, none of my YouTube watchers, but tell me why you're rolling your eyes at that. I just wanted to pick you're a big Russell Westbrook fan as am I. I'm, I am the yeah, biggest Russell Westbrook fan. Completely and... smeared towards the end of his career now. And yeah. I don't know, like Jokic just seems to get all this love for doing what Westbrook accomplished a few years yeah. ago. And Westbrook got called an individual player and a stat pattern for doing it. And yeah, if Jokic flames out this year in the playoffs, are you, are you going to start, you know? 
Well, personally, I, mean, I, I, uh, I don't like um, giving into like, what have you won basketball debates? Because I just enjoy basketball. Like people make the, make such well, a thing. You know, it's a huge part of it though. It's the big. Yeah. But it's like the only sport where we're like, oh, well, he hasn't won anything. It's like, why can't we appreciate good players? Like, why can't we appreciate and beat it without him? Oh, what has he been out the second round? Or Jokic? Well, he lost to the Warriors or Dame Lord. He lost to this team. It's like, these are great players. And we're yeah. lucky to live in the time with all these great players. The Warriors have won four championships in the last 10 years. LeBron's won four of them. Like, it's not easy to win championships yeah. in the NBA. The That's two best true. players of our life are probably Steph Curry and LeBron James, and they have most of the championships. I was more curious about, like, your thoughts on, do you think Jokic is getting more of, like, a pass and a parade? You know what I mean? Um, Because it seems to me like he's getting praised where Russell Westbrook put up some more stats and then flamed down the playoffs and everyone called him an individual player. That's kind of more, like, what I was curious about. Yeah, I th- I – I kind of have, I kind of like don't hate the praise Jokic gets because it is different for sure. I'm the biggest Westbrook fan, you know. Yep. Westbrook definitely was an awesome player, but Jokic does it in like a more efficient way. Their team is winning more games than Westbrook's team did. And like yeah. people forget, you know, Jokic didn't have Murray and Porter last year. They lost to the Warriors last year. The year before they lost to the Suns, the year before that, they lost to the Lakers. Those are all yes. the teams that made the finals. This is why we get them on. This memory off the dome right there is just... You know, it's like you know, people deep. like to, you know, just make their points for their interactions, but it's like think about it. Think about what you're saying. You lost to the Warriors last year without Porter and Murray. Okay. It happens. Yeah. All right. You lost to the, the Suns the year before a hot team. Maybe they could have beat the Suns the year before because the Suns, you know, on paper, no one believed they were going to get to the finals that year. Um, then they lost to the Lakers in the bubble year. I mean, all right, I like it. Very good defense of your boy, and, and I, I appreciate it. And I was just wondering because that's been a big. I've just you know scrolling yeah, Twitter the last yeah. couple of days. It's just been a big and, point of conversation. So I was just curious. You know, I'm a Westbrook fan, and I have to make this point. He won MVP. They lost in the first round to the Rockets. They got Paul George the next year. They lost in the first round to the Jazz. The next year they lost in the first round to the Blazers. So like. Yeah. To be fair, you know, it's different. It is and now different. Now they got, he's on the Clippers and they're what, 0 5 since the trade. So that's tough. I feel bad. Little... I feel bad for him because it's just, if you watch them play, it's just like, there's nothing that he can do to stop them from losing these games. It's, it's really tough, man. It's, it sucks to see someone who's been such a great player and now he's just, it's like the punchline of all these internet jokes. Yeah. It's just, you know? that's what people do. You know, it's easy interactions. Yeah. So I guess we both kind of agree. I hate to say it until the Warriors get dethroned. Like I can't take the Grizzlies or the Pelicans, any of them seriously. Denver, I guess that would be fun if we could see them, you know, as a one-two matchup in the end, but let's move over to the Eastern conference. You know, we obviously got our, our Sixers ties here and I don't know if you agree. And if you heard my last episode or a couple of episodes ago, and I thought that, you know, this could be most, the most talented best roster they've had since the, the Jimmy Butler, JJ Redick teams. And, I still feel like there's just something missing with this team. I don't know what it is, but just kind of give me your thoughts on the Eastern Conference, where the Sixers land, what you think their chances are. Yeah, so right now, since like the new year, I want to say the Bucks are the best team in the league. Yeah. They just since Middleton's been back, they haven't lost a game. I believe they're 16 and 0 right now. Sixers which is like that street tonight, guys. Come on now. Yeah, and I think that's the kind of this is a huge game for the Sixers, you know. We know the Sixers over the last couple of years, they have a big game versus Memphis like they did last week, and they'll come out and lose to the Miami Heat. Miami, know? which 
shouldn't have lost hard net yeah. at an open look, but whatever. Yeah. And it's like they're inconsistent, but like I've always been less worried about the Sixers' performances night to night. I've been more worried about how they play in these big spots in national TV versus Celtics or versus the Bucks. Yep. Because that's what matters with the Eastern Conference at the end of the day. Like, how can you do in these high pressure games versus the teams that are going to matter at the end of the day? Yeah. And they've, they've been playing well, like these since the new year. If you, I don't know if you're, they've had so many entertaining games, especially Dude. since these more challenging teams the last couple of weeks. The Celtics, the Grizzlies, the Heat, they've all been good games. So, yeah. And I'm, the, you know, I'm the biggest Embiid critic. And I think he's been awesome this year. Like, yeah, he's like, carrying them like crazy. Like, he's, he's like, somehow he's improved, which is like, insane to me considering yeah. he's one of the greatest scores we've ever seen in the nba he's still living outside way too much for my liking i know but i think like i don't think he's cut his turnovers out but like i think his turnovers are like more acceptable because it's not so much of him like this trying to do too much with the ball it's more of him trying to make a play and i yeah. like that more about him this year for sure and yeah the celtics have been the front runner all year but I don't know. I think they're I think they're beatable and so um I I've, I've been not like working on a take but I've been kind of like paying attention to it. Um I'm getting a lot of he's better for sure, but I I'm getting a lot of Jay, uh, Paul George vibes from Jason Tatum. Oh, long-time former Pacer fan is qualified to speak on this. So Paul George, you know, he's awesome when he's hot. He's making all the shots. He looks amazing. Playoff play. But when he's not making his shots, he will shoot you out of a game. He'll go 0 for 8 from 3. Yep. Last night, I watched Jason Tatum versus the Knicks. 0 for 8 from 3. He wouldn't stop shooting threes. He just shot them out the game completely. And wow. they lost. And it's like, why? Like You are so good. You don't need to keep shooting threes if they're not going in. I just yeah. hate that about the NBA, you know? That's one thing. But then on the other hand, like, he didn't play well against the Sixers here, and then he had that ridiculous three at the end of the game. That, yeah, you know, and I agree. Players like him at any time, they can strike. And, you know, you look at all these fumble drafts over the years with the Sixers, <laughs> and it's just – it's a comedy of errors. And to think those two guys could be on our team together right now would just be <laughs> – it'd be crazy. It would be nice to have at least Marco Olsen. Now, he's pretty good. He's – Pretty Dude, good, but at the time I wanted nothing to do with him. Yeah, but I wanted nothing man. to do with him at that anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. After, oh yeah, I don't think it was just, ever going to work with the Sixers for him, but I'm happy for him. I mean, they could have had Bridge. Like it's just been whatever. I, I don't need to keep going on that. So if you had a pick now, you go Milwaukee and Golden State. Um, could I could I make one more point about the East? I feel like we forgot to give the team some love. The Knicks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dude, I mean, since. They haven't lost since they've gotten Josh Hart. They have a really balanced lineup. Tom Thibodeau, baby. Their fourth quarter offense is, like, so fun to watch. It's just, yeah. like, such good basketball. They play and who together. doesn't want playoff basketball at the Garden? Like, I'm super excited. I know. I, I, I'm real, I, I love Julius Randle. I love the way he plays. I like that he's changed his attitude a lot this year. I have to give him a lot of credit. Like, yeah. Shout out to the Nova boys, Josh and Hart. Dylan Brunson, you know we love him. No, oh, yeah. Like, I'm a huge fan. And Josh, Josh Hart, man, I've always been awesome. a fan. It's awesome, man. I love seeing them guys do well. It's cool, and it's crazy to think that we went to middle school with Sam Rose, whose dad is, like, running the show there. So, uh, yeah. Sam, yeah. if you're listening, maybe me and Reed, yeah. you know? Yeah, you know, um, we know we know a little basketball. It's crazy, man. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I have the standings, I think, on my phone that I could share right now, but I'm scared because my, my Zoom's been getting wonky when I share. But the Knicks are right around the four or the five seed, right? I think they're five, yeah. So would it be Miami and New York? Right? Or what's – do you know what the five-four matchup would be? I can look, but – I think it's Cleveland and New York. Oh, because the Sixers are the three seed, right? 
Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, I think the East is going to be interesting. The West was, uh, I thought it was a little more balanced than it is. And I don't know if Dallas is going to be, you know, they look great against the Sixers last week with Kyrie and Luca, but I just don't know about the sustainability of that. So, all right. Big topic we wanted to cover too, unless you want to get any last NBA thoughts. One last thought. The Kings are awesome. All right, let's go. All right. I haven't watched a single Kings game this year. I'll be honest. So one of the funnest teams in the NBA. I've heard that. Third um, seed in the West. Damn. Yeah. The the late night games, you know, when I was younger, it's all I used to do. And now as I've gotten older, I know. bed by nine 30. Yeah. So I can barely, I'll watch Sixers games and then go right to bed. Um, yeah. So, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about this in our text thread. We, we had, and I didn't really get the covered on here. We had that whole, uh, that scandal and you and I had opposing thoughts on it with the, uh, the girl setting up the camera in the gym and then calling the guy a creep on her for just looking over because he didn't really want to be involved in the camera shoot. And you know, it's, it's a big thing now going on guys. You got these influencers are going to the gym and trying to flaunt to their followers, their, their hard earned sculpted bodies. And listen, I, I get it, you know, and I'm not like denying the female empowerment movement or anything like that, but you know, it's just gotten to be, you know, the chicks are setting up their cameras. And then if a guy's in the background, he'll nicely ask to turn it off. And then they're calling him the male Karen of the gym. And the one video I'm referencing, the girl's sitting there doing her little weighted thrust. You know, she's got the bar and she's thrusting up on it. She's dressing, you know, I'm not going to call it. It's just normal gym attire, but she's wearing very tight fitting clothes, clearly showing off what she's got. And there's just a guy in the background. And I think, in my opinion, he's just looking up, noticing that he's on camera. He's not ogling her. You know what I mean? And then she posted all online and she ended up getting the backlash. And then I'm on, you know, team guy side, like, yo, leave the camera at home. And Reef's trying to say that he thinks men are worse at uh gym. So Reef, have the floor. All right. Well, I, I set I that up well. I set that up pretty well, huh? Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> my point was more so that I think it's a lot worse seeing a man recording himself in the gym. Personally. Man. The, the humor value when a man's doing it, though, is absolutely... But most of the time, it's not humor, you know? Like, the most people we know are posting pictures of themselves in the gym are not, like, funny. People are trying to be funny. No, I agree with that. But at least, like, I feel like if a man does it, he's so solely focused on getting the buys and the tries and the shoulders in the video. Oh, sure. Whereas I feel like... And again, I don't want to get myself in trouble here, but I feel like sometimes it wouldn't hurt some of these influence to have, you know, a guy or two in the background looking and making... You know, paying her a little attention, which is ultimately what this is going to be posted on OnlyFans and Instagram well, and TikTok. Yeah. Let's be honest. So, yeah, I don't understand. On one hand, you're trying to get the attention, you're soliciting the attention, but then a guy's looking in your direction, you get all mad. And man, the way I laid that out, I just don't think you can beat that. I really don't. Well, no, I well, well, yeah, I agree. Like when the camera gets pulled out, you're you're destined to like look. Just like something you do, you might make eye contact, especially if it's like on that selfie mode, you know, and it's yeah, you can see yourself in the background and you're you almost know, being like painted I, as the creep, you know, especially me looking with the mustache. Like, and I'm, I'm the a people right watcher, now. so like, you know, yeah, I'm a people watcher, so I might get in trouble looking at a camera, but I think the overall point of this is just like at the end of the day, whoever's putting a camera out at the gym is looking for likes and retweets, comments, and it's like, what does this world come to? It, it, Trust me, I say it all the time, and I'm like, I know I'm like already sounding like the old man on the, you know. Get no, off man, phone, you're not. Trust me. Well, no, I. But I'm like the this generation of kids. Like I was talking to someone the other day about like when I would grow up, like we would walk to the bus stop, and you would just see so many kids interacting, throwing a football, or just talking. And now, like when I drive past bus stops or schools, 
every kid is just sitting there scrolling on their phones. I'm always on bike rides. Like I never see kids shooting hoops or playing. And I live in Florida where all year round you have nice weather. You don't see kids throwing a baseball. Like, yeah, you know, when I was back in New Jersey last year, after Bobby and I, my nephew went to a Phillies game, we grabbed a baseball and had them leather mitts dog. And, you know, it's, it's just crazy. And, you know, like all the basketball games we used to play with all the different people. It's just, you know, I'm not, sh- I don't know. You know what I mean? The, 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 yeah. The de-evolution of childhoods, especially, I'm not going to go there, but it's been, it's been a wild ride, you know, so. Yeah, and I, I always make the point I kind of feel bad for them because they don't know any better. It's just right. what they were like, you know. And One kid gets a like, cell phone, and then you're not cool if you don't have the cell phone. Yeah. And the parents feel obligated. And I, like, it's been. I feel bad for them, and I have more sympathy for them. But people that are, like, our age, our generation, who are, like, really the main people recording a lot of everything, it's kind of, like, pathetic. And no, trust me. And that's, like, the thing. I'm, like, I guess it sounds kind of weird that I'm making fun of people because here I am recording myself talk, but I'm, like, it's in my own pride. You know what I mean? It's just my thoughts. Yeah. I'm like, people are doing it on in the gym, trying to get attention, but then they're shaming the people in the back, in the background. They're just literally yeah, there working just, out. You know what I mean? Like he's just trying yeah, to, himself, just, so. yeah, just go work out. You know, literally, we don't need to, go to you, can, you can post your results and share it, but like, don't like involve other people in it. Right. We, we come from the generation. Or make other where... people feel bad about it. Make people feel bad about you recording yourself. You know, it's like, why should I feel bad that you're recording yourself? Because I look at you recording yourself. I understand that point. Uh, yeah, I just, you know, that, like you said, it's most of the people from our age group and our generation. And it all started, you know, back in high school where some guys our age, when they're 16, 17, they're getting McDonald's job or something and rise and grind all about the paper today. And it's just, and we used to laugh back then. And it's just, look at what it's evolved into. So, man. <laughs> I pray that, you know, my brother's kids' generations, and I only say that because we, we've documented the uh, the journey, guys, and it's it's looking grim. <laughs> so we're going to uh, do some shared screen here, and we're going to do a couple of the current events I had, since I'm sure time is not on our side anymore. So <laughs> this one, you know, just this had to be talked about. Do you see my screen getting all weird, too? Can you hear me? Uh, Yeah, I see it. I see your... Uh... It's all you see that. <laughs> oh gosh! Okay, I, I didn't so, read this. All right, so this will just be quick. You know, I just thought it was kind of humorous. We had, a, I think it was in Chicago, Rockford, Illinois, where uh, there was a a white Karen in quotes berates two men, two black men, for shoveling, and she claimed that she didn't get along with them. So I, I don't know. Just another another story of you know having the cameras out. I'm sure people recording this because. Here we are, just have two guys just trying to shovel snow, either help out a neighbor or make some side money. And then you got a woman calling the cops due to this. So uh can you can you elaborate? Have you ever shoveled snow reef? <laughs> I've I've shoveled snow a couple times in my life, had a couple jobs, you know. Because you know, I'm I don't mean to play the race card here, but uh I grew up, you know, shoveling a lot of here driveways and not just my parents, but I would go around the neighborhood doing uh Quite a bit of volunteer work, albeit paid, so maybe hard to call volunteer work. And I just can't recall ever seeing, you know, two black men shoveling snow. So I was curious if your experience and what kind of experience and how many times you've shoveled snow. Because we know the snowblowers uh, now, it's just... Hundreds of times I've shoveled snow for sure. <laughs> um, considering, I think, the part about where you live, you know, because there is snow. When it snows in a black, more black neighborhoods, I think there's snow is removed by black people. Sometimes there's neighborhoods where there's black people and white people. I know you might 
be familiar with one of those if I have those. And well, um, you know, it's it's a struggle, you know, coming from a uh, old tendering uh, tendering road and Wex release. Yeah, to relate to some well, of these, uh, these real problems, you, you know. know. The Karen didn't. Maybe she didn't want her snow cleaned by black people. I don't know why. But um. You know, and these are Karen, just- Karen, Karen types are going to be Karens. They want to be involved. They want to let their opinion be out there and feel important. So that's good for them. You know, and uh, you can hear me clearly. Just the video is all wonky, right? Yeah, that's all we care about. So for those of you who are just watching now, I got one of my heads going like 360 degrees, and I got two reefs over my shoulder. So it's pretty, pretty yeah. good right now for the visuals. Um, <laughs> it's give me a seizure. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's just uh look at the ceiling and give your thoughts so uh yeah on the thoughts of karen's you know i also want to bring this up because it was a nice transition into I- i'm closely related to a karen and by closely <laughs> i mean my mother um anytime you go in public she's gonna pull some kind of karen stunt and you know we went yesterday i thought it'd be really nice for this, her son to treat her to a nice little pedicure so we're going and right away you know we we dip the feet in and She's immediately complaining about going up the ladder about how the water's too hot and she wants the people to adjust the water and then uh just a couple other little things. And you know, it's not it's not a huge deal, but I'm also like I'm always worried about making a scene in public and then you have her like micromanaging these little things and uh I, I call myself like the Karen police, you know, with her because I'm really trying my best for these little preventative measures, you know, to stop her from these instances and <laughs> I don't know. Have you run into a Karen in your days in New Jersey at work? They're, they're running around. I mean, I've run into them all the time. Sometimes they're men, which is what are, the, thing. what do they call them? Is it Kent Brad or no Brad's? I, I don't know. I, when I used to work at this place in Philly. It was a lot of like Philadelphia construction guys who came in, and they were quite the uh, male Karen wow. characters. Yeah. yeah. Um, that Delco I'm actually, accent on top of Karen. That had oh be. yeah, it's it, it was fun. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, I'm surprised to hear that about your mom, you know? Oh, no, she's, trust me, she'll give you the shirt off her back, but then she'll probably take it on, give it to you, notice there's a stain on it, ask for it back, and then she'll go back to, I don't know, she's just, trust me, she's got just these little tendencies, and I think it's just her her nature, nurturing nature as a mother. Yeah. And I know she listens to this podcast, and I hope she won't be offended by it, but, uh, you know, we I also... We know she sprouted as a full-blown Karen, and my sister and I, we do our best to keep her at bay, but it's certainly become a challenge the older we're getting and the older she's getting. And I think you've worked in like a lot of service in your life, oh. so I think you uh, have a little more sympathy for these workers. Oh, I trust me. I've Any restaurant I go to, anywhere, I'm always so sympathetic. And I also, like you said earlier, you love watching people. I like just going to a bar after work some days, one AirPod in, listen to a little podcast, just observing the people the way they talk to bartenders and servers and how they order mm-hmm. and it's just trust nobody can just say like may i please have this or yeah, thank you so and it should, i know it's might sound crazy but i don't know the no i understand man it's, people it's... are just such rotten people you know and then yeah you got me like i've been out with people with me and i'm just like why are you why are you behaving like this why are you talking to this person like this like I trust me. And I'm like, now I'm in this situation where, you know, I'm going around selling tools for a living and I'm fucking having like my life threatened these last week and a half. And, you know, the the situation's getting a little squirrelier than I'd ever liked. And I don't know where the chips are going to fall, but 
I, I feel like this this podcast is just gonna keep getting better, and I really hope this Latin King doesn't rob me of my chances to to reach stardom. You know, I don't think he will. We're we're here. Serious protected on your side. The the uh yeah, and I I have law. My family is the law. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and he's a prepper. You know, if doomsday come around, he's got he's got gadgets and trinkets for the whole for the whole tribe. And coffee. <laughs> yeah. He drinks the coffee on an endless supply, and he can thank the sheriff's department for that. He's been getting free little handouts out here. So, you know, but yeah, we got the uh, nice. the sub five minute warning about now. So I just wanted to see if you had any anything that was on your mind, any events that you'd like to bring to light, any any charities you've been donating to recently, any uh, work encounters that are worthy of a a little tale. No, I I've know been. You Quite a bit. I had a little incident at work a couple months ago where I kind of cursed at my boss out of Ooh. frustration. Um, but besides alert. that, no, it was it's a lot of buildup. They put a lot onto me at work, and, and uh, I was accepting of it. I was just having a bad day that day, and I kind of snapped out at them. Yeah, well. I'm taking it, give me whatever, working forever, killing me, but it's life, man. Yeah, and you know, sometimes yeah, it's the whole argument. Do you keep it bottled up and not say anything, or do you you bring it to light, and make a scene? And I've always mm-hmm. found, you know, maybe I my mouth does a little too much work, but anytime I'm having issues, I'm always very vocal about it. And sometimes I don't go about it the mm-hmm. best way, but I always say if you keep shit vent up, bent up and pen up. I said vent up and bent up. Now I meant pen up. You know what I mean? If you kept <laughs> it, it, it could just just sit up there and fester and just get nasty so I, th- I think you benefited from that you know sharif and jason one of our friends who does not listen to the podcast they've been really grinding on xbox and uh they've getting some wins lately so we're really proud of these developments and you know i've trust me guys i've got quite a stable of guests lined up for when we get back in back in the old house with the uh the room turning into a podcast studio and once we get reef a better uh camera over there to keep up you know because Still, when you talk, the voice is always like behind the mouth. We gotta have that that quick that quick wit from you. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe one day the uh, the awesome the the uh, podcast can sponsor a laptop over to New Jersey. You know, well, trust me, if we ever make it, <laughs> the host could use a new one first, as you could see. I would like a maybe, you almost, maybe a you almost seized out because of my laptop. So <laughs> I think I'm no, your laptop. Need. I've had a lot of fun fun with your laptop back in the day. Oh my god. Guys, there's no <laughs> truth to that. My house is just a smoke house and an Xbox house. It was a nice brick that really supplied us with all the entertainment we needed. The YouTube videos that uh still age well to this day, you know, the Meek Mill who's <laughs> really blossomed onto the scene a little more than my liking, but uh what are you gonna do? He's so, pretty talented. If you don't have any parting words, any final shots, Reef, we're gonna uh, we're gonna put this one to a close. Maybe I'll uh, I'll catch you on the greens on Tiger Woods over the weekend, and uh, let's try to do this every couple of weeks. You know, especially with the NBA playoffs coming around, recapping sports, life, work stories, current events. I can think yeah, of love better to. to bounce thoughts off. So uh, yeah, enjoy the rest you of your weekend. Episode will be up on Monday, and thank you all for listening. Peace, right, thanks, Reef. brother. I love you. Love you more, bro. Peace. See ya.